We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Steven Adams is a monster, man. He's a, <laughs> he's a monster like somebody from Game of Thrones or something. Like, we call him uh, Gandalf because, like, he's never early or late. He's always <laughs> at the right time. And my job is to never stop, regardless of percentages. I don't really give a damn about percentages, honestly. All I care about is wins. If y'all didn't quite get it, All right, hello and welcome to the Uncontested podcast where we cover the NBA, OKC, Thunder, and pop culture. You can find our episodes on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, and our website, theuncontestedsports.com. I am the Thunder Mob, Jacob Niffin. Today I am joined by my two buddies, one of them from up in Tulsa, Taylor Peterson. How's it going? And I am joined by, from down in Dallas, didn't get to play his men's league pickup game, whatever, tonight, Nick Crane. What's up, D-Town Boogie? We are in the dog days of the NBA, guys. There's like nothing to talk about. Yeah, um, so we're, we're kind of scrambling for content here. Uh, but I think we've got some good stuff to chat with you guys about today. A lot of Thunder-heavy stuff. We'll do a little bit of Around the Association We've got a couple of Twitter questions and kind of preview what the rest of the summer looks like for the Uncontested podcast as we work our way towards the actual NBA season, training camp, preseason, all that good stuff. So let's start off. Let's let's talk about this stuff going on to Thunder recently. I'm going to throw it over to Taylor. So we're getting closer. Not much longer here, probably uh, another three or so weeks, and we'll be getting into quite a bit more Thunder content in the beginning of preseason, which is really exciting. Um, but something that recently happened, this was announced yesterday, 
our rookie, Hamadou Big Ham Diallo. Um, he got lots of votes in the rookie survey, which is really cool. The annual rookie survey that the NBA does every year for the draft class of rookies, um, they vote amongst their peers. You, one big thing that stands out about this is you can't vote for yourself and you can't vote for your college teammates. Yeah, so that that's means none of Yeah, so none of Big Ham's teammates could vote for him. Obviously, he couldn't vote for himself, yet he still got a vote for Rookie of the Year. Still got a vote for best career overall when it's all said and done. And he got multiple votes for uh, the steal of the draft and for most athletic in the draft class. And for somebody who was a second rounder, I think that really says a lot about him, uh, how his peers view him and how they viewed him uh, coming out of high school and into college. And then after his one year at Kentucky. So I think the Thunder really have a gym here. I'm really excited to see him develop. Really excited to see if he can even, you know, Earned himself some playing time as a rookie this season. Yeah, for sure. Uh, considering one one person thinks he's going to be a rookie of the year, <laughs> that so. person has no faith in any of the Thunder Wings <laughs> at all. <laughs> if he's going to get he's enough like, yeah, minutes to garner start. rookie of the year, <laughs> oh my gosh! But uh, no, most athletic makes sense. I mean, he's arguably yeah. the most athletic guy in the draft. Uh, the okay, steel, that video, that video that uh, oh my god, that, dude, that he posted here a couple days ago. He was trying to do like the Dennis Smith Jr. challenge or whatever, and his his head was like above the square on the back uh, on the uh, backboard. Yeah, crazy. like it was, re- dude. He jumped out the gym. Oh my god! So yeah, he definitely deserved most athletic steal of the draft. I can see him getting some votes for that. Yep. <laughs> I wish they would release like who voted for what because I oh, want to know, know who voted Rookie of the Year for him. Like, I mean, god it could bless be somebody like. Like, I think Aiden's kind of a joker, so maybe he just, like, just started voting on random people. people. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's interesting, though, for sure. And at least, you know, helps continue my excitement for Big Ham. Yeah, for sure. I think, he, I think he'll end up being good in his career. Um, I'm like, I don't think he's going to have the best career out of all these guys by any means. Um, yeah. But most athletic, I think, is, is legit. I think most, most yeah. athletic, I mean. He's a freak. And still, still the draft, I could see that too. Yeah, he's a freak. Yeah, I don't know who the hell voted him rookie of the year. Uh, obviously, you guys know I'm I'm super high on him, and I can't wait to see him play. But to be a rookie of the year in this league, you've either got to be a franchise changing player, or average twenty a game, or right. make a bad team good, or a bad team at least a playoff contender. And him being on a team that's already contender already puts him, you know, at a disadvantage. He's not playing for the, for the Suns or for the, one of those crappy teams. So I don't know. I the mean, Bulls yeah, he, he or would Cavs. He would literally have to put up twenty a game and be a six man of the year candidate as well to even be in the question for rookie of the year. I think. Yeah, he'd basically have to look like Donovan Mitchell last season, except coming off the bench for the Thunder, and that right. just seems unlikely. Yeah, but, right, uh, but that so. is that's that's cool. Hopefully, he does possess some sort of talent like that that we'll see two, three seasons from now, uh, kind of start to emerge and develop. So that's exciting. Definitely, they, they have him under contract for three years. So that's the good. That's yeah, a good thing for about cheap. It. For that's cheap. Thing about it. It's a lot of potential. So the next thing that we have here is Russ and PG have been spotted playing uh, pickup the last couple of days in LA. Rico Hines, he does those pickup games or hosts the pickup games at UCLA. Uh, yesterday they played with KD, Harden, and a group of guys from Toronto, and LeBron was watching on the sidelines. And today it was Russ, PG, Harden, and Buddy Hill, amongst some others uh, that I didn't really recognize. But 
there are some other NBA players in there. Actually, Paul George, we, we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but Paul George did a, a podcast. Royce Young tweeted it out, and I can't remember. The guy's name is Drama, and I'm really not sure what the podcast name was even called, but I listened to it. And he asked – this Drama guy asked PG about the, these pickup games, and PG basically said, yeah, you know, they're open to all sorts of basketball players – but when we're there, it's really during, especially during the summer, it's really just NBA players that get the the playing time and that are out there. Uh, he said it's just a really cool environment. He said some of the best basketball you'll see because there's no, you know, there's very few cameras and very few, uh, you know, photographers and things of that nature. It's really just people going out there trying to perfect their game, work on their game during the summer. So you don't have the flashiness. He said it's more guys just trying to work on their game and develop. And so he said, he, I think he quoted it saying that it's a uh, basketball at its purest, which I thought was really interesting, really cool. Cause if you look at those highlights and now granted, I know they're highlights, so they aren't going to show PG missing shots or Russ missing dunk, but they looked really good. Both of them uh, really excited me. And uh, I really liked a couple things that stood out to me was PG's smoothness and quickness right now. He, that knee doesn't really seem to be bothering him again in these highlights, but uh, his ball handling looked really well and his jumper looked super smooth. And then with Russ, he's running the floor really well, which isn't abnormal for Russ, but he's also shooting the ball. There was some catch and shoot stuff that I saw, which is really exciting because we heard that he's trying to work on that. Uh, and that's really nice. Me and Nick kind of talked a little bit about this on Twitter t- earlier today, but with Shooter coming in, if Russ can play off the ball, you know, that's huge. And so if he can be a, a catch and shoot, a three point shooter, that's really exciting. Uh, those are just a couple of things that stood out to me. What about you guys? Do you see anything else that, that you guys got excited about or that you guys want to touch on? I like the, uh, like, like you said, seeing Russ like work on that, that catch and shoot three, that spot up three. Um, you know, we also saw that a little bit and, and I think we're about to touch on this, but in his, uh, Russ playing with Harden at that um, that celebrity game or whatever. The celebrity game. Russ yep. was like pulling up deep and again it's highlights, but the, the stroke looks nice. And you know if if he's willing to buy into that and practice that over the summer, but then continue it into the regular season when um, when you've got to make a conscious effort to continue doing that and like purge some old habits to to change your game a bit. Uh, I I yep. think you know. If Russ can even just be a league average three-point shooter on like, you know, a fewer attempts per game and catch and shoots, then you know that just makes him that much more lethal. So that that's kind of what oh, yeah. what has me excited about it. That and then just the fact that Russ and PG are out there running together. You know, it's I, just yep. building that chemistry more and more. They're gonna know each other so much better this year on the court than they did last year. And KD was wearing, or sorry, not excuse me, not KD. Um, Russ was wearing PG's like the fishing shirts that they had with that emblem or whatever, the the orange T-shirts. He oh, actually yeah, worked yeah, out yeah. one of those uh, yesterday, and then I saw I think PG was wearing like a different color of that. So I'm not sure if that's like a thing now, if that's like a, a brand or something that they're they're going with. But uh, anyways, yeah, it's really cool to see. I I agree, that's a good point. Yeah, if if uh, I don't expect, obviously Russ has said he's working on his three point shot this summer. Uh, with a shooting coach and everything, I don't expect him to come out and be doing you know Steph Curry type stuff, you know off the dribble threes or you know crazy threes like that. But if he can just establish himself as a spot up like you were saying, then we can yeah. run. We can run closing lineups with him and Schroeder uh, running the you know the one two punch, and that's going to be dangerous with both of them on the court at the same time. If if, if Dennis can bring the ball up and Russ can just spot up. It's going to be – I don't know how, how defenses are going to guard that. So I guess I'll go ahead and bring this up now. I'm, I'm trying to remember what this 
guy's name is. This is really bad podcasting. I'm looking it up. But uh, there, who's that really good shooting coach? Not the one that's working with Mark Kell Foltz. But he goes like by a by a certain name. It's like his Twitter handle. It's Ooh. his Instagram handle. Well, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of his name right now. Well, apparently he posted something yesterday about uh, on his Instagram. A lethal shooter. Lethal, lethal shooter. Yeah. So apparently he posted something here like on his Instagram story yesterday or last night. And it was uh, you know, a couple of his clients and some people that he was working with. And he basically just had a caption about work. But one of those was Dre. And it was highlights of Dre during the season. And, and so you know, it, he was inferring that he's working with Dre right now. And I forgot how this got brought up. But just as I was scrolling through Thunder Twitter today, uh, there's some rumors that he's maybe working with Russ as well. So And that would make sense you know, with, with Russ showing off that improved pull-up jumper, like you said, Jacob, in the uh, celebrity game and also in these pickup games. Uh, that'd be kind of cool if he is working with him. Yeah, but anyways, uh, it at least looks like he's working with Dre, which would be really exciting, if, even if we could, you know, if, if he if he can even become, you know, a slightly below average three-point three shooter, uh, that would be really huge for the Thunder. So. I agree, yeah. But yeah, there were some rumors, I guess, that, he, that Lethal Shooter was also working with Russ. I don't know how true those are, but something to keep an eye on. So, yeah, as you mentioned, Jacob, Russ also played in Harden's Celebrity Weekend game or this past weekend. Uh, there's a lot of cool highlights, basically, of Russ and Harden running the floor, some alley-oops, uh, some some plays showing their chemistry that they still have together, which I thought was really cool. And just the fact that Russ is still willing to make a trip down, obviously, to support Harden is cool and shows that they still have a good friendship, even though they're competitors. Uh, so, yeah, they run the floor together. And then you mentioned Russ shooting from deep. There were some highlights of him doing that. Uh, at this celebrity game as well. So hopefully that's something we're going to get to see a lot of, or not a lot of, <laughs> but going to get to see more of is more consistent three-point shot from Russ and maybe catch and shoot from guys like Shooter. Yeah, definitely. Speaking looked, of which. Like they had a, a good time down there too. You know, there wasn't a lot of fans, oh yeah, but they, they had a, a lot of celebrities and stuff. And looked like Russ is out cool. there swatting like 21 Savage and yeah. tell him to get that ish out of there. And, you know, it, was, it, it looked like a lot of fun, which is cool. But speaking of Schroeder, there are some highlights from him as well. <laughs> you know it's the offseason. We're sitting here on our podcast analyzing all these these highlights of pickup games. But uh, there were some highlights from his pickup games overseas. It was Not like a three-on-three exactly three thing, was. wasn't it? It was in Germany, back in Germany. Yeah, it was like a three-on-three three type. I don't know if it was a pro-am or just like a – I don't know. Some some event that he was at. Yeah. Um, his game looked great. I mean he was like pulling up, had some – some crazy dribble moves. Uh, he looks really sharp, and it looks like he, he's he's in shape. But he shaved his head. Looks kind of weird, it, dude. It looks really weird. Like I don't <laughs> recognize him without the uh, the blonde patch. I don't like it. Yeah, he needs to grow and, like, that back out before the season starts. Grow back. <laughs> I mean, at least his game doesn't look affected, but it's it's strange. Yeah, I think I think the uh, the haircut. Ah, it's not a good look. Yeah, I was <laughs> like. He had to have shaved his head and then afterwards been like, well, shit, dude, why did I do this? <laughs> well, here's the thing. I will support the shaved head if he continues to wear the headband because I think the headband is That'd dope. be pretty cool. Do, I agree. Do, do that, you think uh, I'm in it's, on that. it's legal in the NBA to wear a do-rag while you play? Oh, my gosh. That would be – can you imagine him coming out with a do-rag with a shaved head and just well, lighting people up dude, for like 14 Dude, imagine the thunder – <laughs> Please just take game. a minute. I want you to picture game one. Oracle. Dubs get their <laughs> rings. All five Thunder starters come out on the court in do-rags. 
Russ, <laughs> Dre, P, Patterson, Stephen Adams. Do rags. That would be great. How incredible that would, would be that be? So great. Here's the thing: if there was, if do rags did become a thing in games, the, the the first team to implement it would be the Lakers. I mean, Lance Stevenson That's has been working big. out all summer. KCP, LeBron. <laughs> Where's a do rag? That's just that would you're, be. The you're team probably right. Would... Yeah, it would be L.A. It would be L.A. That would be great. Rondo. Oh yeah, did you guys see that picture of Rondo and Russ at the yeah, L.A. Lynx game? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, where Rondo looked or... like really uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah it was the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles reunion. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of haircuts, though. Um, Sorry, not to get too off topic here. No, but uh, T Ferg, T Ferg's got like yeah. the little braids going on, which looks pretty nice. I, I dig it. I can He's dig going it for the the Jeremy Grant look. Yeah, but then also I saw on Twitter um, some not pickup, but like some one on one kind of like King of the Hill matches matchups with the New Orleans Pelicans players. Dude, I don't recognize Alfred Payton anymore. Yeah. Like yeah, he, he cut hair, all his crazy. hair off, and I just I don't recognize him anymore. Like he looks weird. Like I mean, he before can, uh, he looked weird, and then now he looks weird. Like he, he can <laughs> he can see the basket now, and I'm pretty sure uh, his three point percentage is going to go up by about fourteen or fifteen percent this Probably. year. Probably, dude. I remember there was a time where he legitimately was shooting a free throw, and on his like pull up, the ball hit that weird like almost duck bill of his hair sticking out, and like affected his shot. He he has he had a uh, permanent baseball cap. Yeah, it was, dude, that was a weird haircut. Yeah, that was weird. how funny would that be? How funny would that be if his per- shooting percentage actually goes up this season? It will, but like a fairly significant amount. It will. <laughs> People like if I'm like the Phoenix Suns or the Orlando Magic, I'm just like I'm I'm kind of pissed. <laughs> like, why didn't you do this earlier? Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, speaking, speaking of, of hair. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Spe- speaking of hair, not to not to keep going into this, and I know we're going to talk <laughs> about him later, but. Nerland's Noel has like a Stephen Adams oh, haircut yeah. now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, like he does. Really long hair. He, hey, dude, no, like Nerland's. From what I've seen, he's almost got like that Black Panther like Killmonger look going on, where he's got like the dreads on the top, but everything else is shaved. Yeah, it's like kind of like the 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 comb over dread look. Which that's what I was about to ask. Is there anybody besides Nerland in the league who's got dreads? Because I think surely. Right. Yeah, oh yeah, Damari uh, Carroll, yeah, uh, Kenneth Freed. Is, he, is Kenneth Freed's dreaded, or, or is this oh, just uh, braided? That's, I don't know, that's a, good, that's a good question. I just blank, but whoever got traded from Cleveland to Jay Crowder. Utah. Jay Crowder, Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's go. got dreads, that's right. Jay Crowder's yeah. got like the thick, like, but it's not, looks it's like he not, plays bass in like a Jamaican reggae band dreads. It looks like Lil Wayne. Yeah, kind of. like I don't Lil like yeah. thick dreads, dude. Like, get you gotta get the thin dreads. Yeah, the thick yeah, dreads are, uh, yeah, they just don't look good. So I mean, we'll, we might as well keep this going. It's an off-season power. We have nothing to talk about. So <laughs> uh, we got Stephen Adams. I saw a tweet today. I guess he was across these, you know, for his his camps and his fundraisers for his uh, his foundation over in New Zealand, back home. And he, I guess, had a comp. Somebody asked one of the kids asked him about his hair and if it got really sweaty during games. And he talked about how he'll put it in a ponytail. And actually uses it to his advantage to uh, piss off defenders and you know whoever's defending him because he'll flick sweat with it and flick flicking into defenders' faces and they that's get all grossed dis- out. That's disgusting. 
Yeah. I feel like he's a guy that we love as Thunder fans, but the rest of the league and the rest and the rest of the league's players don't like being oh, around him. Of course. I oh, think that's yeah. 100% yeah. like he's kind of like uh like Dennis Rodman in that sense, you know, like Yeah. Everybody hates him and you know honestly Patrick I, Beverly How much I hate to say this, I feel like Draymond Green's the same way. I was going to yeah, I was about to bring that. Yeah, I think Patrick Be- Beverly, Draymond Green and Warriors fans love Draymond. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's everybody else hates him. True. Totally, Although, totally off topic. Uh, I just got a bleacher report that Kawhi uh, will be open-minded to potentially re-signing with the Raptors. I uh, saw that. I've been calling that. I've said that since he got traded there. Every, everyone said he doesn't want to be there. He's going to go to the Lakers next summer. I really think that when the when the Toronto Raptors beat the Celtics and go to the finals, I think Kawhi stays. Yeah, I think there's a chance, man. Like I'm, I do too. I, I'm with you on that. I, I think there is a possibility. I do too. I th- it's really interesting. It'll be fun to watch. Particularly if they can add somebody this this upcoming off season as well. If they can come to him, kind of like you know Thunder did with PG with a with a blueprint and game plan, and say, hey, this is who we're targeting. This is what we think we can pull off. I, I think the next thing they need to get is a uh, a younger point guard. Like I don't know if Van yep. Vliet can can be a starter, but um, I, not a long. I think you, I, I agree. I think you need a, a star point guard, or at least a very solid point guard. What's their point potential guard's name? Why am, I, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Lowry. 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 Kyle Lowry. He's just getting old, man. Like, yeah. You know, he's. I've always thought he was overrated. Same. I've never been super huge on him either. I mean, he can shoot. So we'll but see. Yeah, he's he's a little overrated. He's not. I don't know how he gets. All, I mean, he's in the East, but he's an All Star every year, and it pisses me off when other well, people look at, get. Well, look at who's in the East, dude. Like I know, there's but no, it's there's no fr- competition yeah. out there. It's frustrating when PG originally isn't an All Star, and Lowry you see guys is. like Kyle Lowry in the East being an All Star. I'm like, dude, no. It's gonna be worse this year, man, because yeah, one, well. one of those All Star spots for the West at the forward position is now a shoe in for LeBron. So one of those other uh, that's one so of those true. Other wings, one of those other forwards, isn't making it. Yep. Whether that be PG, whether that be, um, well, I I guess Kawhi went went out east, so that maybe kind of offsets that that wing position, it's, but still. The Eastern Conference All Star team this year is going to be Kawhi Leonard, Giannis, Vic, Porzingis, ben Simmons. and then the then then the Seventy Sixes and Celtics. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. That's Basically, perfect way to put it. Yep. All right. Should we get back on track? Yes. <laughs> All right. So the next. <laughs> the next thing I have here, we mentioned him. Jeremy Grant had an interview with Alex Candy of Hoops Hype today. There were some really cool things that that came out of that. Or I believe it was yesterday, but there were some really cool things that came out that kind of stuck out stuck out to me that I wanted to cover. Uh, the first of those was that he says he's been working on quote unquote real time game speed shooting, and also uh, his balance when driving the basketball to the hole this season. Uh, he said those have really been his focus. I love that. He. he he, yes, because he, he was talking about uh, Alex was kind of asking him about his different how he's kind of had a roller coaster of three point percentage for each season, how it's you know gone up one season and it goes back down and then it goes back up, and he said the difference this season is that he's he's practicing you know game time shooting compared he said there's a difference between just going out there and getting shots shots up and repetition but actually mimicking or trying to mimic game time. Uh, decision making and just you know mimicking a real game in general yeah so i think that's really exciting especially like i've heard a lot of players talk about this that um 
they they work out they do their workout they do their dribble drills they do their um their passing drills they do their their strength training and their weightlifting and then get that after the all that first. is when they shoot because then their body is exhausted and tired like a fourth quarter and then right. and then they get out there and shoot and learn to shoot when their body's tired and i, I think that's you know <clears throat> it makes sense but Nick, i also think it's really interesting nick you probably remember this but back when we were in middle school and high school that's what coach hightower and coach van kieran always used to have all of us do would be go and hit weights in the morning and then yes. come back over do dribbling drills we'd go full court back and forth doing dribbling dri- drills between the cones and then we do shooting drills and then we'd finish with a scrimmage yeah uh, for that very reason so yeah i agree i think that's really important uh, muscle memory it's everything they would yep. they would Absolutely. kick our ass and we'd be dead tired with no leg strength and then it was learning how to shoot when you're that tired because that's how it's going to be in the fourth yeah but on on jeremy grant i think the perfect version of him on this team would be kind of a, as much as I hate him, kind of a Draymond, a more athletic Draymond where I don't care if he, if he puts up six points a game, if he does everything else, if he rebounds, uh, is kind of a glue guy, just can be plugged in and then make the guys around him better and, and hit a three whenever he's open for a three and just kind of let the yeah. game come to him. Uh, I think that's that's where he could be the best for our team. I mean, that's, that's a really good comparison. I mean, think about it. If he could score five points, uh, get five rebounds, which are both very feasible for him, get five assists and like five blocks, <laughs> got have yeah. a, a five by four or whatever like that. Now, more realistically, it's going to be something like twelve points, you know, eight rebounds and three assists and three blocks but still i think that's huge and definitely another reason why like we've talked about why we think he's gonna be and a lot of okc media has talked about this summer how we really feel that he'll be the closer uh, for okc this season yeah yeah he can be his, his switchability on defense you know like you feel comfortable with like last year we saw in the playoffs we saw against houston down the stretch that like the thunder deliberately like had carmelo anthony on defense float in no man's land to try to avoid teams specifically targeting him in the pick and roll. Um, There are very, very few players in the entire NBA that you are worried if, if Jeremy Grant gets put in the pick and roll with them, you know, he he can switch onto a guard for a possession. He's got such quick feet and long arms that he can play two steps off of a guard at the, at the perimeter and still get out to contest a shot, still cut off that drive. He can lane. recover. Like, yep. And so that switchability for him is is just huge, you know. Yeah. If he can I be, if, if he can be our Draymond or our version of PJ Tucker, that that's what I'm looking for him to be. Yep. I agree. So that'd be really cool to see that it, between him, Russ and Dre, if they can get their three-point percentages up like we've talked about and how they all three have apparently been working on this season, I think that's really huge for this team. So he speaking of working out, he works out three times a day. He works out, he said he, he wakes up in the morning, usually you know, he eats breakfast and gets a, a, a quick workout in, then he comes back for lunch, then he does another workout after lunch, takes a break for dinner or whatever, and then finishes his evening with a workout. So he's put in a lot of work. Played pickup this summer with guys such as his brother Jerry and obviously uh, Victor Aladipo, who he grew up with, uh, Jordan Clarkson, Kelly Obre, Demar Carroll, Will Barton. I think Will Barton. I think that might be the the video that we saw kind of floating on Twitter here yeah, a couple yeah, weeks ago, where right. he was. I mean, and what was really exciting about that video? Not to go into more highlight videos, but I mean, he was taking the ball like he was bringing the ball up and then just 
pulling beyond the arc off the dribble three pointers and it was just like we had never seen that jeremy grant before so that's that's really cool and hopefully yeah, something i mean he's 24 dude like he's, he's got young, he's yeah. got three four five more years of like growth like getting better until he probably plateaus that's yeah you know so that's a really good point uh said he went back in okc all along and that was an easy decision uh, he didn't say it specifically, but it really seemed like from comments that he didn't take any other meetings. He talked about his agent, how his agent made it really easy for him and, and the Thunder organization. Uh, he, he says he loves Russ, and he stood up for him. I'll pull up this quote really quick. I have it in my pictures, but he said, that's just ignorant. I think people just listen to the media who say that and believe it when referring to Russ as a bad teammate. But Russ is a great teammate and a great person. Players obviously want to play with him. PG just resigned to come back. I just resigned to come back. I know a lot of players who want to be in OKC. I think that's a huge mis- mis- misconception in the media, and I don't know why it's said. He's a great player. Everyone wants to play with great players because we all want to win. He passes the ball. I'm really not sure what else to say. It's just ignorance. So that was really cool. He, he yeah. had a, a cool excerpt that. there. And then he said, as long as everyone stays focused, he feels like the Thunder have the talent to win the championship and compete with the best. He had two back-to-back quotes where he really uh, – mentioned the word focus he really reiterated that so i guess that's you know that's really something that maybe and these guys like noel and schroeder they're hoping that as long as they can stay focused they have the talent to be able to compete so heck yeah I yeah that was that. the uh the highlights from jeremy's interview i thought was really cool and the last thing i have here is Cantor just posted a video of him and nerland's Noel working out together uh nick pointed out nerland's looked a little tired a little off balance didn't look that great but jacob pointed out as well that obviously it's a Cantor highlight film, so Nerlens isn't going to look the best. Yeah, and I, I, <laughs> honestly, like watching that multiple times, it doesn't look like Nerlens is going very hard. Oh you know, yeah, it, it, kinda, it looks like more of like dummy defense. Yeah, it looks more of like training to, for Cantor to like, you know, get get used to doing specific moves or whatever. Like you know, practicing against like loose defense, and then I bet they flip flopped and Nerlens got to do the same. But obviously, Cantor is right. not going to post a video of Nerlens giving him buckets, so. Right, right. For him playing half-ass defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I I take this with a grain of salt uh, because obviously not every player is posting themselves working out, scrimmaging all summer and everything. But I feel like we've seen every Thunder player like really putting in work this summer, scrimmaging, working out, getting better. One player I follow on social media who I have not seen do any of that like i said it could just be because he doesn't post anything like this can i take a I, guess yeah patrick patterson who's just yes. done nothing but travel all yes. summer he's yeah. been drinking on vacation watching movies exploring I've i haven't seen him i haven't obviously he could be doing this and just doesn't post it but I, he's, posted, I, he's posted like two or three the entire summer yeah, of like his he, shoes on the basketball court. Right. So it's almost like he's posting when he does. But like you said, Dink, like he's traveling. I mean, literally, he's gone from like Nashville to the West Coast in like a day. He's been like three or uh, West Virginia. I mean, he's been all over the place in these random cities. Yeah. Every, it's like, how would you even have time to work out? How, every if, social media much? post, he's wearing like sunglasses and just chilling by the pool and like all this kind of stuff. That kind of worries <laughs> me a little bit, but. Who knows? He could just be one of those behind-the-scenes kind of guys. Yeah, that's yeah. true. That's true. true. Uh, so, so seeing all these guys working out this summer, uh, playing this off-season, and taking all this into consideration on top of you know, how players finish the season, how they've progressed uh, with NBA 2K19, the demo releases this Friday, so we will have all of the official 
uh, ratings, I believe, by the And we're giving away a copy. Yeah. Yeah, we are are giving away a copy. Yeah, I think it's our pin tweet. tweet. It's our pin tweet. Is that right? Yep. Yeah, go retweet the tweet, and uh, you are entered for a chance to win. follow us. 2K19. I don't play 2K, but I think you guys play a little bit of 2K. I know Kalmar plays 2K. So when you get it, you can get our gamer tags, and I'm sure someone will – We'll jump on and um, and play with you if you don't yeah. have any friends to play with. So <laughs> that being said, I just wanted to run down the roster. Um, I will give you guys what their 2K rating was in 2K18, and I want you to take all this kind of stuff into consideration and, and give me a guess on what you think their rating will be Uh in 2K19 for this upcoming year, uh, obviously Russ and PG have already been released. Uh, Russ is a 93, PG is an 89. That's bull uh, crap. PG should be s- higher than an 89 whenever Jason Tatum's an 87. I just got to get your- it off my chest. <laughs> yep. What, what are your yep. thoughts on those two ratings? I think they're both too low. I think if I, I don't know if Steph's been released yet, but we know he's at least going to be like a 95 or 96. I think and Russ even, should be a 95. Even though. We're right. Even though we're a Thunder podcast, you know, I wouldn't even argue that that Steph and Russ should be the same, but they should only be a number apart. So for Russ, he averaged another triple double again, two seasons straight, and he's a ninety three. It just seems strange to me. Yeah, but and, then, and PG should PG should be like a ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, he was yep. a ninety yep. last. He was a ninety last year, and they dropped him a point, which I don't really get. I don't either. But it is what it is. Uh, Adams was an eighty five last year. Uh, I think that's about as accurate as you can get. I think that's probably about what he'll be in the new game. What do you guys think on Adams? I think he'll go up this season. I would, I, I would assume after his his previous season, I think he could be up there around the 86, 87. Uh, that's and, what I was going to say. Maybe up a couple more points. But when we're looking at yeah. like comparatively, like I know we we just said PG is low, but if you bump Adams up to like an 88, you're basically that's, saying yeah, he's like point. the equivalent of PG, you know? Right. And so well, like, what if – Comparatively, I don't think that's accurate. I th- but I think PG should be like a 92, and Adams should be like an 87. And yeah. take, taking this into consideration, they have Clint Capella has already been released as an 84. Oh, wow. Wow. That's low. That's yeah. really low. Interesting. Yeah. So huh. we'll see on him. Uh, next on the list, going in order of the highest last year, uh, Dennis the Menace at 81. Uh, how do you guys how do you guys feel about that last year and how do you, what do you think they'll have him ranked this year? I think at the end of last season with how poorly he shot the three, eighty one probably makes a little bit of sense. Um, I would like to see him go up a little bit. I think as because two K does like updates like yes. weekly or monthly, yeah. right? Where they change right. the the right. ratings. So I think if he comes in and buys into a role in Oklahoma City, I, I think playing around better players is just going to help him. Right? It's going to help his game. <laughs> Because in Atlanta, he was playing with like really young dudes or guys that are just aren't good. And so I, I think he could jump 84. Is 84 too much? No, not at all. I, I, so I was going to say that I think he'll they'll, they'll debut him around 83, 84. But I wouldn't be surprised by the end of the season, particularly if he's shooting the ball better. If he's and he plays well with Russ. And if he's playing a little more consistent defense or at least showing some effort on the defensive end, if they don't bump him up to an, an 85, you know, by, by season's end. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at his numbers right now. Looks like he shot 3.9 or average 3.9 three-point attempts this past season on uh, 29% on the dot. 
The, the season before that, he was 3.7 attempts for 34%. Season before that, three attempts for 32. So it if looks like he averaged 34 about three again, four, dude. That'd be perfect for this that'd team. That'd be huge, right? On only three to four attempts a game, I think that's, yeah, absolutely. He's probably going to yeah, be more open this year than he's ever been in his career, too. Right. He uh, he peaked out at 82 last year. They started them at 79. I think I think he'll be at 80, 81 uh, once again. Uh, next on the list, uh, Nerlens. They had a 77 last year, which seems not 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 saying he's not a 77, but based on how he played and how per, he yeah, based on performance his, and his lack of issues, playing. yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think, I think I, no, that's, that's fair. I think it'd be a success if if. And I like how like we're basing this off of what the the video game tells us. A but, video game, right? Um, I I think if Nerlens hits an eighty, that's a really good sign. Yeah, I, I think yeah. that's a really good sign. I agree I, completely. I well, think, see, that's the thing. The kind of the whole reason we're doing this is it's almost we're, we're kind of doing real life K ratings here. Yeah, and how if, if the rating because if the rating's going up during the season. That's corresponding to them playing well in real life for the Thunder. So that's kind of the whole reason we're doing this. It's a fun, unique way to evaluate these players, what they need to improve on, and where we kind of see them come mid-season and, and season's end. Definitely. So I think I think with Nerlens, it's consistency, man. It's I absolutely mean, the, the talent. We we see the talent. We see the the athleticism. It's just consistency. And if he can consistently put it together for twelve minutes a night with OKC, you know, I, I think that number can climb to eighty. And, and I think that would be a really good win for Oklahoma City. Man, his I'm looking at his stats right now for last season. Just not <laughs> this wasn't good. Yeah, fifteen point seven minutes per game. Uh, 1.8 or sorry, three point five field goal attempts. Fifty two percent, but he's barely shooting the ball. One point eight two point attempts or sorry, three point five two point attempts uh, on fifty two point nine percent. He just basically barely shot the ball at all. Yep. Um, he has zeros, obviously, for all of his threes. And um, I, I would expect his free throws is awful. Ugh. I would expect his shooting percentage to go up because almost all of his shots are going to be lobs at the rim or rolls. Right. You know. I also would expect him to get to the free throw line a little more if he's battling down low and, like you said, you know, scrapping down low on the basket, getting those putbacks and getting some lobs. Um, I think he's going to go up and, and get contested quite a bit. So I'd expect his his free throws, at least his, his attempts, to go up, and I hope his percentage as well. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the next one blows my mind. I have no idea how he's rated this high, and I do not expect him to be anywhere near this in this upcoming season. Uh, Raymond Felton is a 75. Uh, <laughs> that's going down. Yes. Yeah. It's like that Fallout Boy song. It's going down, down. Um, <laughs> yeah, he'll be. He's just getting older, dude. He's not going to play. Up. Like, he's just yeah. not going to play. I if If I had to bet money, I would say Raymond Felton appears. Okay, here you go. Over-under. Will Raymond Felton... I'm putting the over-under on appearances for the season, games, at 20 and a half. Mm, I say over. Ooh. See, I was... I... Uh, there will be a yeah, lot I guess on 82. Yeah, that's, that's true. So well, I'm, I'm saying about 25, also, he'll play so, 25% of the games. One out of every four. Down to dunk, they... Uh, had their on the Monday pod, they were doing like a question, uh, question answer from Twitter. And one of the questions was, was what they feel like Billy will do with, with Felton and, and playing with, you know, Schroeder and, and Russ. And it was funny because they all laughed and they were like, well, at some point this season, it's Billy. You know, you're going to see a lineup of Felton, Russ, and Schroeder out there at the same time. So, <laughs> yeah. So, but no, that, that number's going down. 
Like yeah. his 75, it, he'll be down near a 70, I think. I yep. totally agree with that. Uh, next, uh, Jeremy Grant was a 75, uh, which which I think was fair for last year. Uh, what do you think he'll be debuting at this year? I think he'll probably debut at like a 77, 78. Uh, same yep. thing. But I, th- I think he's got the chance to get into the 80s for sure. Oh, yeah. I think by season Speaking end, of, and, and I know like... we're, we're trying to burn through these a little bit quicker, but uh, somebody did a uh, – they ranked the top power forwards. Have you guys seen this? I yeah. saw that. And they, they had, had like, like Melo at 15 and Grant at 28. Yeah. Dude, That's I want to know, like, who was selling those people that weed and, like, what it's laced <laughs> with because that stupid. That was, yeah, very – they obviously didn't watch the the playoffs last season. They obviously didn't watch basketball last season. You know, general, you know who point. made that list? Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, like Melo made that 15. list. Yeah. Just his name. Uh, but yeah, next, Grant, Grant will go up. So I think he'll be at like an eighty-two come season in, maybe even a little higher. Maybe we'll see. I, I'd hope so. Uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, Dre was a 75. I, I think that's fair just because a lot of the 2K ratings, uh, I think it, it goes up with offensive ability. I don't think they give a whole lot of love to defensive guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I think a 75 is about where he'll stick, especially coming off injury. Uh, b- being honest here, uh, if if we were doing an offensive rating, rating and a defensive rating, offensively I'd put Dre at a 70. Um, yeah. But defensively he'd probably be a 97. Yeah, 90. Yeah, <laughs> like legitimately, like I think he is. Yeah, I think he is. Ely, I think Kawhi Leonard gets a lot of love for his defense. I think Draymond Green gets a lot of love for his defense. Um, pre-injury, Andre Robertson, I think it is the best perimeter defender in the league. Like, uh, I, I, I think he's better than any of the other ones. Yeah. Uh, the next two, uh, Patterson at seventy-four, Abrinas at seventy-two. What's your takes on those two? As a Thunder fan, I hope both of those go up. I, I yeah, I, I feel like this is. I, I feel like Patterson realistically can go up because he just had such a rough season last year and couldn't find consistency. Couldn't find consistent really playing time. Um, struggled uh, behind. You know, he he had to play five sometimes, and he he can't really play five. Um, Abrinas, I feel like this is his. Uh, this is kind of his last shot at it. Like. Is that too much to say? Like, if, Not at all. If Abrina stays on this roster um, and he doesn't get an extension and they don't trade him, uh, I feel like th- this, like maybe as far as his NBA career is concerned, I feel like this is kind of make Absolutely. a break time for Abrinas. My and, hot take from three or four weeks ago was that I didn't think Abrinas was going to be on the on the roster come uh, beginning of the season. That's looking less and less likely that I'm correct, and I think Abrinas will be around it at least told trade deadline, like you said, Jacob, if not even the entire season, but I'm, I'm with you. I think this is yep. make or break for him. So I, I think Patterson will probably debut, probably run that 74, 75. I, I feel like he's got a chance with his three point shooting to climb up into the high seventies. Um, Abrinas, man, it's going to be a struggle because he's going to be in a battle for minutes with a lot of those other wings on this roster. You know, it's yep. the, those backup wing minutes are very, very available to whoever performs well in camp and in preseason. And so we'll we'll have to see what happens. Yeah, which is spe- funny. Yeah, I was going to say the last couple ones we have here are all those wings. Yeah, those wings. Uh, we'll go into uh, Ferguson and TLC. We're both seventy. 
I could see TSC de- debuting at 70. I would imagine Ferguson maybe debuts at like a 72, 73. Yeah, I can see Ferg at like a 74 possibly. Yep. And then from there, depending on, again, who gets the most minutes and who really develops the most during the season, like Jacob was saying, uh, I think will depend on who whose rating goes up and kind of correlates with how they play during the season. Yeah, if we're making so, bets, though, I'm going to say at the end of the season, out of out of these wings down here at the bottom, Abrinas, Ferguson, TLC, Nader, I got him. Hot take time. Um, even yeah. adding in Andre Robertson, I think Ferguson's 2K rating will be higher than all of those guys at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. And I, wouldn't, I wouldn't bet against you on that one. I, I think I'm with you. And lastly, uh, obviously we don't have a rating for him. What do you think Big Ham debuts at? There's not a whole lot to go off of, but... Yeah, they'll probably put him in like a 72, 73. Oh, that's kind of high. That's I was going to put him down there with Nader at 67. Oh, really? Just because he does yeah. Just because yeah, like, to... so unproven, you know? Right. 45th pick in the draft. I, and, and hopefully he's got a chance and he can make it climb a bit. You know, he starts to show something. But I think just the, the lack of information about him maybe causes his to be a little bit lower. I True. say Big Ham... 69 nice. nice but yeah that's that's our guys we're going with as of now on the squad um that's all we got from the 2k ratings so at this point we can kick it over to around the association all around the world Yes, so not a whole lot going around the league right now because it's uh, it's the dog days. It's August. It's August. However, um, few things. One of the uh, the big things, Woj came out today and said that. Let me get it pulled up real quick. Woj is saying that Ginobili is considering retirement. He's going to meet with with Greg Popovich, but retirement is definitely on the table for Ginobili. Um, and he won't come back next season. He is 41 years old. That's crazy. Which makes him, I think, the, either the oldest or the second oldest player in the league um, right there next to Vince Carter. Um, any thoughts? Any? Uh, it's just any- sad. We're, it, there's, a, there's a certain era in the NBA that's beginning to come to an end with him, Duncan, uh, Dirk, you know, D-Wade, all these yep, guys. Tony, have Tony Parker's not in San Antonio anymore. Yeah. Although so, he did come out and say that he wants to retire as a Spurs. So maybe at the end of the season, he'll get traded back real there quick you or go. something. And there you go. I don't know. Do you guys but, have a favorite, uh, yeah. uh, a favorite Manu moment? Blocking oh. Harden. <laughs> that yeah. dude, the, the, all, the, the old man block from behind was incredible. That was uh, great. My favorite Manu moment isn't even a, uh, a basketball play. It was whenever there was that bat in the stadium and he slapped that bitch and knocked it out. <laughs> that was one of my favorite basketball awesome. moments ever. That was incredible. That's really good. That was a that was a funny night. Yeah, what one last one last hit on Mon Manu. Yeah, it's I mean, obviously the, the Spurs era with, with those guys is over. Not saying them as a team is over, but like the the, the Spurs that we know are done. So yeah. I just think that's that's like less motivation for him to stick around, although he still is able to make plays and be a rotational guy and make an impact for the Spurs. I just don't think his motivation level with Tony gone and Duncan gone and Kawhi gone is, is as high to stick around anymore. I agree. I, I'm totally with you on that. Uh, next I think up, the same can be said about Pop. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's interesting. This might be it. That's interesting. This season. 
Uh, next up, Shams says that the Raptors are hiring Spurs assistant video coordinator Jeremy Castleberry as a player development coach. Uh, he's got a degree from San Diego State and worked his way up through the Spurs um, organization. He He's Kawhi's buddy. He's like, he is with Kawhi, uh, kind of like how Kevin Durant's brother's always been with Durant. They're, um, they're yep. two guys that kind of brought up in the uh, in the organization together. Yeah, I think that's interesting and, and just keeps going to show that that it's, it's not a, a, a done deal that he goes to L.A. kind of like PG. If, if they impress him and do the right things, he could stick around. Yep. The recruitment begins. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know, I part of me just hopes that the Spur, or the, the Raptors didn't hire, hire Castleberry solely because he's Kawhi's guy. Like, I would hope they hired him because they feel like he's credentialed and, and good for the position. But who yeah. knows? Who knows? I mean, if, if it gets you to keep Kawhi, I guess it's worth it, right? Yeah. True. Well, lastly, 100%. what I have for around the association, there was a uh, kind of a hodgepodge group um, out working out in L.A. Kawhi, Kevin Durant, LeBron, and C.D. Osman. Three of the maybe best out of that group. Three, maybe <laughs> you could argue three of the top five players in the league, and then C.D. Osman, <laughs> all out working out in L.A. Um, the big thing that I think we all took away from this is Kawhi's hands like cover the entire basketball. It's ridiculous. It is like freaking ridiculous. It is. He could use his fingers like a pull cue. Yeah. Like, it's weird, man. I mean, yeah, it's it's insane. No wonder he's a good defender. All he has to do is just stick his arm and hand out. Yeah, the like, claw. <laughs> he's he's got to have such control over that ball when he's dribbling. That's like me dribbling like a softball. Yeah, you know? yeah, that's a good point. It's just weird. You use your fingertips. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, you guys want to jump into some Twitter questions? Yes, Let's sir. Do Let's do uh, it. So we did have uh, quite a few Twitter questions. We'll go with. Uh, the, the, the best three here. Um, the first one is from Darian underscore Hauser. Uh, do the Thunder have a legit shot at the Western Conference Finals as well as the NBA Finals? And uh, what do PG, Russ, Steve, and Schroeder have to average to make that happen? It's a good question. Yeah, um, I think, they, that, that I think last they, part. they do have a legit shot at the Western Conference Finals. I mean... I think that the Houston took a step back, you know, and I, I think it's going to be a, uh, I think there's like three, maybe four teams that could really compete for that, uh, that two seed and making it to the Western conference final. So I think that's legit. As far as the finals are concerned, I just, I would love it. I just don't see it happening this year unless, yep. unless this team comes out and really, really surprises us and the Warriors just don't gel or, they're just tired after like five seasons of playing a hundred plus games. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, But as far as uh, what do they need to average uh, those four combined, what do they need to average to make, make those big things happen? That's a tough question, man. I, I, to me, me, it's more about um, their consistency on the defensive end more than it is their points. Cause like PG and Russ are going to get their points. Um, right. I think I think Adams. What did Adams average last year? Was he at like twelve points a game or something like that? He was. I was have thirteen. Right yep. I think uh, Adams 13. will average. 9. 
I think average off average 15, 16 points a game this year. You know, he's going to get more opportunities when, uh, when Melo's gone. Um, and I think Schroeder, you know, we've kind of had this conversation. I think Schroeder can average off that bench, you know, 12 to 14 points. So between the four, five of them, or six assists. Yeah, and, between the you know, four of them, huge for points. I would say PG and Russ. Let's say like twenty-five apiece. That's fifty. Steve and Schroeder combined for another thirty. That's eighty points between your your top four. Yeah, I think eighty would be good. And then you have the rest of the roster to fill out what another thirty points a night. Yeah, yeah. I think if PG can get to that twenty around that twenty-five points per game mark, if Russ can like flirt with another triple double average again. He doesn't have to have it obviously, but if he's somewhere in that range and like you guys said about shooter and Steve, and then obviously they have to be engaged on the defensive end, have some other contributions from guys like Jeremy Grant. Uh, some of these young wings are obviously going to have to step up and develop. And I think that'll get that, that can do it. You know, that can, that can put him right there. And obviously we need to stay healthy. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. Knock on wood, yep. man. Knock on wood. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, second question from at Clark Matthews. Where is at Jay Hickness nine? Where, where is Justin guys? He's like fantasizing about the Oakland athletics, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. I saw him, basketball I, I, season. He'll I, be ready to go. Yeah. I saw him post <laughs> a, a thing on social media the other day that he's like out playing laser tag. <laughs> I think he went and saw hotel Transylvania three, like three times. Yeah. <laughs> So. He's just—he's basically a full-time babysitter. Yeah. Yep. Whatever, dude. <laughs> Whatever. He'll be, dude. he'll be back. We we talked to him a couple nights ago. He's yeah. doing great. He's super busy, and he'll be back on here. He's prepar- right, hopefully right around preseason. Yeah, he's preparing for that ass kicking that is UCLA Bruins are going to take down here in Norman here in in, uh, in like Woo! five four weeks four weeks. Got about like that. that. Yeah, yeah. A little preseason or not preseason? A little non-conference football. Yeah. Uh, last question. I don't want to touch on this too long because we could talk about this all day. Um, from at Clint Smith underscore five. Uh, do you think OKC will try to make another move? Uh, maybe Courtney Lee. What, what do we think about this last move that the Thunder have uh, been rumored to make? And do you think we'll actually make that move? So I don't. I would love Courtney Lee, and I've talked to you guys about that. I think that's that's perfect, and he fits really well with the identity of the Thunder went this season and what they're trying to accomplish on both ends of the ball. But there was that report that came out here last week, and there, there was only two teams. It was like uh, the Sixers and somebody else. And I think there was a reason for that. It's that it's not because Presti hasn't called the Knicks and asked them about anything. It's it's that these teams can offer a better package for Courtney Lee. So unfortunately, that kind of makes me think that it's less likely unless Presti's willing to throw in a Ferguson or a Diallo plus singular expiring or something like that. Uh, but I do, I do think they will try to make another move because as a lot of people pointed out, it's not like Presti just let a, an, an asset expire. And that, that asset is Kyle singular's expiring contract, right? There's at least some team that, that would be willing to take that on in order to free up cap space for next season. Now it depends on who you're going to get back for that. And I'm really not sure how good of an asset they can get back. Uh, there's some rumors floating around, I guess, that uh, that we've kind of seen, I think, through Twitter and talking to people that there's not a lot of teams interested in it, um, at least for what the Thunder are targeting in return. So I, I really don't know. I do think Presti's trying his hardest to make, make a move happen, though. See, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the flip side of the coin on this. Um, 
that especially the Courtney Lee move. I mean, I've I've liked Courtney Lee. I think his game is good. He's a good three point shooter. He's a he's not a great one on one defender, but he's a passable defender on a team. Um, yeah. But Courtney Lee's 33, 34, something like that. And the Thunder have loaded up this roster with very young athletic wings where Courtney Lee is not older. a super great athlete and he's older. Um, I think they go into the season with Nader, TLC, Ferguson, Abrinas, Dre, and uh, they just kind of see what sticks. Try it out. Throw stuff at the wall. Can Ferguson yep. be that guy? Can TLC be that guy? Can Abrinas take the leap th- that he needs to um, to become a consistent player? And uh, explore that first. And then if push comes to shove, come the trade deadline, you can start looking for something. But, um, I mean, my thought on this ha- has been, like, what what if TLC at, like, $2.5 million a year or Abrinas at $5 million a year can be 85% of what Courtney Lee is right now. Those two guys, their athletic prime is still ahead of them. And Courtney Lee's making $12 million, where like TLC's making $2 million. So you could get 85% of Courtney Lee's production for a sixth of, a, of the cost. You know? Right. So I, I, I think if we're looking as far as like cost-effective, um, they're going to ride out with these these young guys, these athletic guys for a while, because it seems like they, Presti is specifically targeting these guys that can defend or rangy and then can get out and run. And um, I don't know, Courtney Lee just doesn't quite fit that, you know? Yeah, that's so. a good point. I was just thinking of him as like maybe a, a kind of a Dre substitute, yeah. uh, repl- temporary replacement and, as and, he kind of recovers. And he provides that shooting but... that we need. Right, but you're right. He doesn't run the floor like they're wanting to in terms of being fast and, and push the ball in transition. Yep. Do you think they – so if, if they do go that route, which is probably most likely, do you think they just go ahead and stretch Singler though? Or do you think they just try and find some like basically cash-saving dump yeah, trade? Here's my thing is That's kind of what I'm stretch provision, uh, you can't, can't use it after August 31st. August 31st is the deadline, so we're like a little over a week away from that. Um I wouldn't be surprised if they haven't traded Singler by August 31st and they don't stretch him and they just take him into the season. And I mean, your, your tax bill, they don't calculate your tax bill until after the season. And so yep. you have until February to get rid of, of Singler. And, you know, maybe some of these GMs are more short sighted and they're more worried about the here and now. And whenever February comes around, they'll be more worried about opening up cap space um, for, you know, four months down the line, whenever free agency hits. So I, I, or, could, I could legitimately see them holding on to Singler, just making him wear a suit every day, uh, not even <laughs> dressing him out. Um, le- like legit, like I would, I, I think they would rather dress out um, Nader than than Singler, and 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 wait to trade him off. That the Thunder just don't seem like a team that. I mean, I know if they stretch him, it's only one million a year, and that's like less than one percent of the cap, but. It's just not a very thunder thing to uh, to pay somebody to leave, you know. True. So that's my. Well, and on also, it. if you, if you have these guys to say two of these guys develop, say both TLC and Ferg develop, but Ferg's develop further, and we feel really confident with his development, and so we maybe don't need to TLC quite as much come February. You can package him and Singler together in a trade. So that's a Definitely. good point. Completely agree. 
think that's it. Yeah. Uh, any parting thoughts before we get out of here, guys? Hey, we podcasted for an hour. All right. In the dog days of summer. That's pretty impressive. Proud of us. Uh, yeah, we, we, we can always talk the shit and, you know, oh yeah. Oh yeah. BS when we need to. We, uh, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. You get us on here talking about haircuts, we can go forever. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. If you enjoyed it, please go leave a five-star rating on iTunes. Drop us a review. That would be incredible. It would help us out with, um, with sponsorships and getting more people onto the podcast. We have some cool stuff lined up between now and the beginning of the season. We're working on getting some awesome guests in here to talk basketball with us. Be on the lookout for that. It's going to be some really cool stuff. Uh, make sure you yep. subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and follow us on Twitter at the underscore uncontested. You can get all that information on who our guests are going to be and what's going to happen um, through those avenues. We also have our website, theuncontestedsports.com. We have articles, bios, and all kinds of cool stuff up there. Follow these guys on Twitter. Nick is at Two Cranes. Taylor is at Taylor underscore P15. Myself, I am at ThunderMob405. Chat with us a bit. Make sure you go to the Uncontested Twitter account. Enter to win that copy of 2K19. And we will see how close our guesses on the Thunder roster uh, for their ratings actually come true on the 2K19. Um, we will be giving that away on September 1st. So that's about a week and a half away. So if you want to get in on that, you need to make sure you go over there and retweet soon. With that, you guys enjoy the summer. We have football coming up soon. Go Vikings. <laughs> Thunder up. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.